This is the Main Money Show with Craig Dixon from The Investment Executives. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Craig Dixon provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here is Craig Dixon on The Main Money Show. Good morning, Maine. Welcome back to The Main Money Show. My name is Craig Dixon from Investment Executives. And as always, at any point during our show, if you want to learn more about what we're doing here and uh, what Tony and I have and go have going on this week and weeks past, you can visit our website, themainmoneyshow.com. And while you're there, you can head over to Spotify, iTunes, or Google Play, and you can update uh, or download, rather, any of the past episodes that we have and kind of keep up to date with everything that's going on. But um, we're here today and we're uh, going to be talking about qualified versus non-qualified money. So I'm hoping you could stay with us as we go over how that works. I know I throw that term around a lot and some clients look bewildered, but I explain it to them they, and they learn it's a relatively easy concept. So um, we're going to dive into it and, and see how Tony's doing and get the show on the road. How you doing, Tony? I am doing great. Uh, how are you doing? Are you having fun yet? I am. I am having fun. I always love doing the radio All show. All right. Yeah, me too. And uh, it's an interesting topic. I'm glad you're here to explain it to us and what we need to know because uh, I'm not an expert in this field, but this is something you deal with day in and day out. And I think it's helpful that we understand it. But yeah, I've had a great week before we get into all that. I just, I've been yep. so busy though. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, a little relaxation. How about you? How are you doing? Yeah, we've been really busy as well and up here in Maine it's a little trying to get through the winters at time but um, we're doing it slowly and surely and I know the daylight savings is coming uh, coming back around here so we're going to add an hour of daylight which is nice in, in Maine especially when you get to oh geez right right on the winter solstice there when you get the shortest day was the 21st 22nd of December and I think the sun goes down at like noon it feels like it <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. No, it's dark really early and it's it's kind of depressing. It's like you drive home at, you know, five o'clock and it's pitch dark. Yeah, so when you when it's, you it's nice to see yeah, the light here a little dark longer. When you drive in, it's dark when you go home. Yeah. You know? And you're yeah, in the absolutely. office a lot of a lot of people are inside that whole time when the sun is actually out, and that's not good for a person after a while, you know. Yeah. No, I know all that uh lack of vitamin D you're supposed to be. Sure. Doing. Yep. So uh, before we get too far into the discussion, let's define what qualified and non-qualified money is and, and how do we tell the difference? Well, I've, first of all, I'd say you're not alone on your confusion, Tony. Uh, a lot of people have the confusion over what it is. Some of the people out there probably have never heard and basically just have no idea what we're talking, uh, talking about as far as like qualified or non-qualified, but Today, we're going to help you and our audience understand a little bit more about what makes these accounts different and and why they, they both have value to you as an investor. And as with many things in your retirement strategy, there are pros and cons to both qualified and non-qualified accounts. And 
what is right for you depends on your unique goals and situations and you as, you know, having your own financial blueprint, so to speak. So for the typical retirement saver, having a mix of qualified and non-qualified accounts can provide <clears throat> both balance and flexibility. And that's for an ever-changing uh, environment out there. So what exactly is the difference between qualified and non-qualified accounts? And to explain, we're going to um, enlist the help of Tim Parker's article. <laughs> You'll like this, Tony. Cleverly titled qualified versus non-qualified plans what's the difference pretty creative there <laughs> it's it's like it's In like the, pan crust versus thin crust what's the difference yeah exactly but um that was from balance.com in july 2018 and according to his article uh the account definitions are established and regulated by the employee retirement income security act and a lot of you people probably haven't heard that um spoken outright but the acronym might be a little bit more familiar it's erisa E-R-I-S-A, enacted into law in uh, 1974. Oh, wow. 74. That seems like a long, you know, a long, long time ago. Uh, not too many more years than ERISA itself would probably be old enough for retirement. Hey, easy there. I was born in 72. <laughs> right. I was born before that, so. <laughs> yeah, I know. 37. I know. 1937. Just joking, Tony. All right. You're supposed uh, that to laugh. Was so You're supposed uh, you know what we're going to do? I'm going to add in Thanks. a cricket sound there. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That so what about awesome. ERISA? What about the Employment uh, Retirement Income Security Act or whatever it is? Well, there's been a lot of attempts to update uh, ERISA. In fact, the thinkadvisor.com article from May 2018 entitled Retirement Industry Officials Back Bipartisan Bills to Update ERISA. They examined um, four recent attempts to adjust the law, and, and we could do an entire show on ERISA itself, but for now, let's stick to qualified versus non-qualified accounts. Those are pretty tricky enough, so we'll just uh, kind of follow that path for the entire show and get down to the nitty-gritty, Tony. Well, I think that sounds good, and uh, good point. Let's dive right in to these differences between these two types of accounts, qualified and non-qualified. So what makes each one <clears throat> unique? Qualified accounts are designed to give you tax benefits on funds that you invest and help you uh, build a bigger asset pool to jump into at retirement time, or at least, you know, that's the hope. And then non-qualified accounts don't come with the tax benefits, but they do come with the freedom to move your money, often without like age restrictions or withdrawal penalties. And depending on the investment product, it might be really liquid where you can bounce daily if you want mm, to. That, Craig, that seems as clear as mud. Yeah, well, you're welcome. <laughs> Swim through into the clear water. Stick with okay. me, Tony. Um, no, but anyway, no, I, I, in I addition get to the majority of what you're saying there. No, it, it is kind of confusing. It is a little muddy, but I mean, you know, in addition to having different benefits, both accounts come with some rules on how you can use them. In the balance article, uh, Tim Parker says these rules are designed to keep people from taking advantage of loopholes created in the establishment of qualified accounts. So, in qualified versus non-qualified plans, what's the difference? In that article, uh, Tim says that qualified plans in particular also come with a few additional benefits that may make following the rules absolutely worth it. And that's that's one reason that you know a lot of employer-sponsored accounts are established as qualified plans. A 401k, for instance, that's a great example of a qualified plan. So when you, when you hear your advisor um, or somebody you know say, yeah, my qualified plan at work, Boom, that's a signal that 
you know, that's probably a 401k or a simple IRA or a SEP or a 403b. Um, but all of those retirement plans that you have at work typically are qualified plans. Oh, okay. And, you know, I hear about 401ks <clears throat> all the time. I have a 401k, my wife does. And I know that's a really common retirement savings option or plan for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely, Tony. That's right. Um, you know, one of the one of the reasons employers like offering qualified plans is because they're eligible for a tax break on the funds they contribute to their employees' accounts. So everything they give to you as as an employee, they get to uh, get that tax break on that money that they're putting in to help you out. And it, it's kind of a it serves them twofold. You know, one they get to keep their employees happy, but then they also get the tax benefit on top of that. And you know, if you if you don't have as much attrition, then Obviously, you have a better workforce, people you can rely on, and it's kind of like they call it like a golden handcuffs. You know, you have a nice retirement plan, but, you know, it provides a benefit for both the employer and employee. So if your employer participates in a 401k match or otherwise contributes a percentage of your salary to your retirement plan, they're receiving a tax break for doing so. And don't get me wrong. It's a good thing for them. It's a good thing for you. They're not doing it just for the tax break. I believe they're doing it to build a better work environment and to um, keep those employees happy, satisfied, and and working hard and diligently for them while they're there, and not have to worry about always replacing somebody that's leaving. right. And that sounds like a win-win situation. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And um, you know, I guess I would say qualified accounts also require employers to treat everyone equally, and that's a good thing. They can't give more money to somebody else than they can to you. If a, if a company offers a three percent match, then generally they offer that 3% match to everyone who qualifies. And this isn't just for uh, the executive level. The benefit covers everyone in the company who qualifies and and treats them the exact same. So that's a good thing. You, they're not just setting up the plan to benefit themselves either. Right. Uh, and that's a great point right there. Uh, I think that sounds great for both the employer and the employee. Now, our time is just about up for this segment, Craig. Is there anything else you want to add before we take a quick break? Yes. Um, I know that it's hard preparing for retirement for everybody out there. It can be overwhelming, nerve wracking, but you obviously don't have to do it alone. Um, that's part of what this radio show is, is to let you know that there are people like me uh, and other advisors out there that can help you through this stuff. But if you visit my website, theinvestmentexecutives.com, or you call my office, 855-MAKES-SENSE, that's sense with an S, we will uh, provide you with a one-on-one -on -one complimentary uh, consultation, no cost, no obligation, and we'll help you get through the ordeal of planning for retirement. And if you're close to retirement or you have retired and you have an old qualified plan around, an old 401k or something like that, we can definitely help you move that in the right path um, so that you're not taxed on it and have a huge you know, huge tax burden on, let's say, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars that you're rolling over or even a hundred thousand. So we're here for you. Yeah, I think that's awesome, Craig. And it's great that you offer that to our listeners out there. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of The Main Money Show and our host, Craig Dixon, after this. The ups and downs of the stock market can be exciting, but not if you're near or in retirement. Predictable returns may not be exciting, but your needs tend to change later in life. When you are ready for a relatively more predictable financial plan, call the investment executives. We focus on crafting effective financial strategies. You can get your adrenaline rush elsewhere. Give our office a call at 855-MAKE-SENSE or visit us at theinvestmentexecutives.com. Welcome back. 
to the Main Money Show. My name's Craig Dixon from Investment Executives. <clears throat> if at any point during the show you want to learn more, uh, feel free to give us a call at 855-625-3736 or visit us at themainmoneyshow.com. And while you're there, feel free to subscribe to our show on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, and that will ensure you're kept up to date with every episode that we're putting out there. So today, uh, Tony and I are talking about qualified versus non-qualified accounts, and we're enlisting the help of Tim Parker, who came up with a very creative name for his article, um, Qualified versus Non-Qualified Plans, What's the Difference? And that was published uh, on the <clears throat> thebalance.com. So... We're going to get right back into it here, Tony, if you'd, if you'd be so kind. We'll keep the ball rolling. Oh, yeah, for sure. Before the break, Greg, you mentioned some of the reasons an employer like would like offering a qualified plan, their benefits, and you mentioned tax benefits that the employer would benefit from. Yeah, true, but uh, let's not forget that as an employee, you are also benefiting from an account like a non-Roth uh, 401k. You'll notice that your contributions to these accounts come off the top of your salary, so to speak. So your money is invested in the account without being, you know, taxed or having taxes taken out, which is is known as pre-tax distribution. So you think about that. A lot of people talk about that and they're like, yeah, I want to contribute to my 401k. It comes out pre-tax, which means so if you got $100 going in every week into your 401k, that $100 dollar for dollar is going into that account. It's not being taxed in any way. Wow. Well, that's cool. I mean, I think that's awesome. Uh, to have that, I mean, there's pluses and minuses or positives yeah. and negatives uh, for everything. So True. is that tax-free money for the employee then? Well, not quite. Ultimately, you know, you'll pay taxes on the money when you withdraw it from the account sometime after you've turned 59 and a half, hopefully. That's when you take it um, because if you take it before then, you obviously get hit with the early 10% withdrawal penalty. And there are ways to circumvent that, but that's not in today's discussion. But for now... <clears throat> the tax advantage 401k allows you to use more of your money to compound your returns. So rather than being taxed on that $100 like I was talking about and only, you know, $80 going in, all 100s going in and go right to work in the market for you. Wow. So I think that's super helpful obviously uh if you know what the tax consequences are of the account you have. That's a great point. Now, are there limits or regulations on qualified accounts? Yeah, yes, there are, Tony, unfortunately. Everything's regulated, right? <laughs> but Yeah, true. I guess, I guess it's a good thing. It's a good thing. But with the benefits of qualified accounts, uh, there are some rules that we mentioned earlier. Generally, there are limitations to how much money you can put into the qualified account. So for 401ks, um, it's 18500 annually in 2018. The amounts may vary based on account type, but generally they do... Um, you know, adjustments on those annually, not always, but generally they, those keep creeping up on how much you can contribute, you know, across the board on qualified, uh, qualified accounts. So that, that would be the 401ks, the SEPs, the simples, the 403bs, the um, solo Ks, whatever it is that you have, usually the amount that you can contribute continues to creep up and the government implements those additional uh, raises, so to speak. Sure. Now, are there, uh, do you mentioned 59 and a half earlier? Is that uh a, a limit or a rule we need to understand? Yeah, it's an important restriction on many qualified accounts. And if you try to withdraw money from these accounts before you turn 59 and a half, like I said, you could be faced with a 10% penalty. In addition, plans might force you to start withdrawing money as of age 70 and a half. That's another thing about qualified plans that you have to keep your eye on. 
So, and that would apply to like a 401k or any tax deferred retirement account, right? Yeah. Generally speaking, any, any qualified account. Yeah. So are there exceptions though, to that rule that would allow you to withdraw at times other than 59 and a half? Occasionally Congress will, you know, they'll pass laws that allow limited time, special distributions. And in February of 2018, the bipartisan budget act of 2018 passed both the, uh, House of Representatives and the Senate and the bill eventually became law and the IRS pronounced uh, that publication 590B, which updated the existing law. I know you love all that stuff, Tony, Um, but on IRS.gov. So much. Yeah. In the posting publication 590-B 2017 distributions from individual uh, retirement arrangements, IRAs, they define the new rules for... um, uh, tax favored withdrawals and repayments from certain retirement plans, and that's including IRAs, and that's for taxpayers who suffered economic losses as a result of uh, Hurricane Harvey, Irma, or Maria. So this was a special instance by the government to aid taxpayers in the event of a natural disaster, and it doesn't happen too often, but there are occasions. So exceptions are rare then and usually linked to specific events like a hurricane or wildfire. So that's basically a no. Yeah, correct. So, you know, obviously those types of situations are fairly unique and not common for most taxpayers. Now, let's take a deeper uh, look at non-qualified accounts, though. As as noted in the Parker article, non-qualified accounts are still a part of your um, your comprehensive retirement strategy, but they may come with less rules then you'll find with qualified plans. So it's it could be an advantage or a disadvantage depending on how you look at it. Sure. And we're going to dive into those, but we need to do it on the other side of our quick commercial break here uh, because our time is almost up for this segment. We have to take a quick break. Is there anything you want to add before we do? Yes, sir. Our goal at Investment Executives in our process, it's, you know, we, we truly want to provide our clients with clarity, knowing they'll have a really comfortable retirement because as you know, Tony, Mainers work really hard for what they get. We're not in, in the city earning a million dollars right. a year. So um, if you're looking for direction and guidance in regards to that, visit our website, theinvestmentexecutives.com, or you can call my office, 855-625-3736. We'll set you up with a uh, no-cost consultation, no obligation, and we'll get you headed down the right path. All right. Well, thanks, Craig. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back to continue this discussion with Craig Dixon here on The Main Money Show. Tax planning can be very difficult, and making mistakes on your taxes can haunt you for years. The good news is that most tax mistakes are easily avoidable. All you need is the right professional for the job. At The Investment Executives, we have a team of CPAs and CFPs who can help you avoid costly tax mistakes and minimize tax exposure. To help you better understand taxes, we have The Future of U.S. Taxation, a guide written by tax professional and author Nick Stovall that you can download now. All you have to do is visit theinvestmentexecutives.com or call us at 855-MAKE-SENSE to request your copy. This informative guide is just one part of the Retirement Income Toolkit, which can help you arm yourself with the information you need to help secure your retirement. Visit us at theinvestmentexecutives.com to learn more. That number again is 855-MAKE-SENSE or theinvestmentexecutives.com. And welcome back to The Main Money Show. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and our host, the man with the plan, 
is Craig Dixon. And Craig, great show today. You've been talking about qualified and non-qualified accounts, what they are and what's the difference. And you mentioned an article, Tim Parker's aptly titled <laughs> Qualified versus Non-Qualified Plans. What's the difference? Uh, Tim, I think, uh, worked harder on that title than, uh, you know, he probably should have. <laughs> anyway, that yeah, was from Balance.com. And you've already mentioned some of the things that uh, make qualified and non-qualified plans different. Uh, why uh, qualified plans are attractive to employers as well as employees. And then you mentioned the 59 and a half rule. And now uh, we need to go into non-qualified plans and their benefits, right? Yeah, that's right. So, um, you know, with non-qualified accounts, since you've already paid income tax on the funds, you can generally do what you want with them. Unlike qualified accounts, you know, where they're going in pre-tax, there are no contribution uh, contribution limits to the non-qualified accounts. And you could sell stocks and redeem shares without paying any penalties. Like I said, you can move move stuff around as you see fit and your your tax on dividends, gains, and interest, but not on the original or principal amounts invested. So that's the big difference is the money that goes in is already been taxed. So non-qualified. And, and a good thing I like to tell people is they're, you know, not qualified to be taxed is kind of the way you can think of it. And it's and even though some of it is taxed, the amount that you put in is not qualified to be taxed again. That's kind of an Boom. easy way to think so of it. So non-qualified, non-qualified, not qualified. Right. Yep. yep. Although like your it. gains are, but yeah. not what you put oh, yeah. in. And, in, and in they call that your cost a, basis. Yeah. In, a, in most of your accounts, your gains are, are obviously. Yeah. Well, I just want to make sure people know that. Remember that. Oh, yeah. I'm glad. That's why you're here. You know, for that is tidbits like that could make or break us right there. Seriously. Um, you want to know what you're going to be taxed on. Uh, and yeah. you don't want to miss that. You don't want the IRS. You don't want that monkey on your back, do you? Uh, no, absolutely not. No, the IRS. Leave them alone. Keep do you know them away. Do you know what the IRS spells when you put it together? What? Theirs. Theirs. Ah. ah. See, you didn't know that. I, I've heard. I've heard that. Come on, seriously. Yeah. You know what a, a traditional IRA? You know what the IRA and that stands for? It stands for Internal Revenue Account. Yeah. Because it's taxed when Come you, on, Tony. That's when evil. You least expects. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So anyway, our lame tax jokes aside, there were zero laughs on that one, Craig. But we tried. We tried. I laughed. I laughed. I, I appreciate the listeners putting up with us. So um if I invested a hundred dollars and it grew over you have that time. Much? If I invested one hundred dollars <laughs> and withdrew one hundred and fifty dollars because it, you know, grew over time. What, then I would only be taxed on the 50? That's correct. But it's not always that simple. And there are many factors to keep in mind. However, that is the general idea, Tony. But make sure, obviously, you want to consult financial services professional when you're considering any withdrawal or talk to your uh, tax professional as well. Right. And you would be that financial services <clears throat> professional, a financial advisor that could yes. help out with that big picture. And I know you work alongside your client CPAs as well. Now, can these yep. non-qualified accounts be offered by employers? Non-qualified accounts can also be offered by employers. According to the article, uh, employers will often use non-qualified accounts to um, uh, supplement the income of highly paid employees because they're not subject to the same contribution limits as qualified accounts. And also, unlike qualified accounts, employers may not be required to 
um, treat everyone equally with a non-qualified plan like we talked about earlier. Yeah, that sounds good. Now, um, obviously, that wouldn't apply to everybody, but it's helpful to know these things. Yeah, that's a good point, Tony. Everyone's situation is unique and obviously must be addressed as such, but working with a financial services pro can help you determine the right steps for your unique situation and put you on the pathway that's uh, you know created just for you, tailored just for you, if you will. Yeah, I like that because you're always saying everybody's situation is different, so you really tailor the plan and the strategies to each person's situation then. Yeah, absolutely. That's yep. awesome. And uh, I think this is great. So to recap, let, let's make sure we've got this. One way to categorize qualified and non-qualified accounts is the type of tax advantage they offer. And you're saying if our money is invested in a way that provides tax deferred growth, uh, that's probably a qualified account. And it's governed by uh, someone named Arissa. Isn't that your daughter's name? Arissa? <laughs> Right? No, but that's oh, okay. actually not not bad, Tony. There you go. <laughs> so, and no, then qualified Clarissa. Yeah, uh, qualified accounts offer benefits to help you build build your nest egg. So, I I, I kind of get it. That's right, right? That is. Right. <laughs> are you sure? You you sounded like you were unsure of your right, but that is right, Tony. That I is was, right. And, I was unsure. And qualified accounts. I was unsure. I was right. Yeah, you were sure that you were unsure, but. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, uh, qualified accounts, they are um, also subject to maximum contribution limits and age-based restrictions on when and how you can withdraw the money. We talked about that. Non-qualified accounts, on the other hand, they're composed of funds that are taxed before you can invest them. You're, you know, you're not limited on how much you can contribute and you're only taxed on dividends, gains, and interest on withdrawal. So um, that is the big difference. Well, yeah. So it sounds like tax benefits are the main part of what makes a qualified and non-qualified account different. That's right. And to put it as simply as I did before, it's qualified is it's all qualified to be taxed and non-qualified is the money you put in is not qualified to be taxed. But, you know, I guess I guess there's even a difference when it comes to reporting information to the IRS. Non-qualified accounts involve like less paperwork. So sure. the U.S. Department of Labor only requires a short form. However, with a qualified account, a form 5500 must be filed with the IRS each year. In addition, the plan sponsor must provide a summary annual report to all account holders and, and beneficiaries within two months of the annual filing deadline. So it's pretty big to do as far as the 5500 is concerned. And, you know, you can see all the money that's in. The, and that's general public knowledge. You can see what's in the plan. Um, who's the plan administrator, who's the person, the go-to person at the company, all that stuff. But, you know, it's, it's complicated more so on my end than it, than it is on the consumer's end. But the biggest thing you want to know as a consumer is that, is it all taxable or is just the growth taxable? And that's basically right. what it comes down yeah. to. Yeah. Is it tax deferred or uh, is it uh, pre-tax dollars? So yeah, it's, Right. Uh, the, it, you have to know which is which and understand that fully in order to properly save for retirement and plan because, you know, a lot of people <laughs> might have tax deferred accounts or qualified plans like a 401k. And then when they get to retirement and start pulling that money out, it's taxed. And if it's mm -hmm. at a high rate at that point, uh, that might not be a great thing, right? 
Yeah, and that's what worries me about everybody going into retirement and not considering a Roth IRA. Even people in their later years working, if they would consider a Roth IRA, it could help them. And that's another discussion entirely. But a Roth IRA, all of it can be tax-free if you do it uh, correctly. Um, like I said, that's a different conversation. But I think so many people get caught up and have everything as qualified accounts, everything that's qualified to be taxed. And then the way they get to retirement, they're hoping to be in a lower tax bracket. But that's not always the case. And we don't know what the U.S. government is going to do moving forward, whether or not tax rates are going to go up. I tend to think they probably have to go up with our national debt the way it is. But, um, you know, it's easier to uh, get the return now. You know what I mean? Your accountant will will look good and you'll get your return. But then when you go to retire, is it going to be so good when you start to take that money out? And that's the question I pose to everybody. And that's why I suggest, you know, looking at tax free or or tax you know, advantage solutions for them. Yeah, and I think that's great. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time for today's show. It flew by, Craig. What Jeez. do you have to add before we go today? I would add that, um, you know, just take a half hour to 45 minutes out of one of your days, schedule an appointment with us, and take the opportunity for a complimentary consultation, no cost, no obligation, and see if we can put you on a better path um, or correct, you know, some way that you've deviated and get you back on that right road to retirement and go from there. And if we are good enough to earn your business, then we'd be happy. And I believe you would too. So give us a call at 855-625-3736 or visit our website, theinvestmentexecutives.com. All right. Sounds great. Thanks, Craig. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Main Money Show with our host, Craig Dixon. Thank you for listening to The Main Money Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Craig Dixon at The Investment Executives. Call 855-MAKE-SENSE or visit their website at theinvestmentexecutives.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.